in spite of what was going on in the market or in the world or, you know, with Mother Nature, I was still going to walk in every day into that back door with my head held high and lead the way and not let anyone know whatever struggles I had or whatever was happening. I was always going to try to be my best self. You're listening to the Real Estate Sessions podcast, and I'm your host, Bill Risser, Executive Vice President, Strategic Partnerships with Rate My Agent. Rate My Agent is not just for collecting reviews. It's a suite of powerful tools and features designed to help improve your online reputation and visibility while making it easier for new prospects to find you and reach out. For more information, head on over to ratemyagent.com. Listen in as I interview industry leaders and get their stories and journeys to the world of real estate. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 374 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for telling a friend or two. Today is another shortcut episode where we go back and visit a guest from the past, this time August of 2018. It's Tiffany McQuaid. Tiffany is the broker owner of McQuaid & Company Real Estate, a boutique brokerage in Naples that is doing some amazing stuff. If you want to talk about building community and how to serve that community, and how to really create a buzz about what's going on in your area, Tiffany's the one to be talking to. So I'm really excited to chat with her. And then we have a little surprise as well. Tiffany is releasing a book this month here in January 2024, and we're going to talk about that as well. So let's get this thing started. Tiffany, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure. This is really going to be fun. You know, the shortcut sessions were designed to let me reconnect with people from the past on the on the podcast. I don't feel like I need to reconnect with you. I think we kind of stay in touch fairly regularly. You were amazing for for me and, and my CEO, Michael Davey, last spring. We had a great time chatting with you. And in, in, in that backyard, you talk about so much, which is, <laughs> for anyone who knows about it or, or has heard Tiffany talk about it, the backyard is spectacular and right on the golf course. So... <laughs> I, what I want to do is 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 really just kind of catch up from from the listener's point of view who may not know you as well as I do. So first of all, do you realize it was August of 2018 when we did that original episode? Well, no, I did not realize that because time seems to be going by so fast, Bill, but we're not aging. Let's just, you know, put that right there. <laughs> Perfect. I completely agree. So, well, you definitely aren't. I'm in a different boat. It's all good. With these shortcut sessions, it's a very simple process. I just can ask a couple of basic questions about your company, about your business, about the market. And then we do have one really kind of really cool thing to chat about as well. But let's start with this. Okay. McQuaid and Company is done some fantastic stuff. You have launched a boutique brokerage that kind of takes on the the big boys or whatever you want to call those, <laughs> yeah. the big box companies, and you do very well against them. Is there something going forward? Are you, is there another, is there a new thing happening in the future for McQuaid and company? That's my first question. You're just going right for the big stuff, right? I'm well, just going I, right into it. I think as a company, you know, we we always started with the intent to not be the largest out there. You know, that was by design. The intent was to be the best that we could be 
no matter what size we were at. So, you know, I think kind of entering into as we're heading into 2024 and beyond, you know, we're 11 years into this now. 2024 marks 11 years for McQuaid and Company. And we've evolved in ways that although we're in my vision, some things we accomplished sooner and some things are taking a little bit longer, you know, than desired. But I will tell you that we have very big plans. So, you know, we kind of approach everything with huge vision and we push ourselves, really, really, really push ourselves. And, you know, I think that equates to a much larger perception of what we are and who we are compared to what we really are behind the doors. Let's talk about, for, for just a moment, I want to f- get your take on where we are today in the world of real estate. Yes. I mean, it was 2023, I saw, it felt like hundreds of posts saying, so long 2023 from every agent I knew in the country, <laughs> right? Yeah, right, right. Well, I mean, let's be honest, this was a tough one. I feel like everywhere we turned between interest rates, between, you know, just the lawsuits and the changes, is the industry changing? Is it not changing? What's happening? You know, there's a lot of fear that goes on with all of that. And I think so many people, not just as an industry, but in life, the bad stuff's easier to believe, right? You hear something negative, somebody will say a thousand amazing things to you, amazing things in a day, but it's that one person that feeds or plants something negative in your head or that you allow to rest in your head that takes and runs with it. And, you know, I think there was a lot of that in 2023. Everybody was just zeroed in on the hard the difficult things. So we tried to flip that switch a little bit. Yes, it was extremely challenging, but every opportunity I got, I tried to shift it and flip the switch into, okay, what can we take here and fill a void? What can we do to fill a void to circumvent what's going on here or what potentially could happen within the next three, six months, you know? So we really opened our minds a lot to figure out, you know, hey, a change in the industry, that's not a bad thing. Granted, nobody likes change, right? Everybody likes comfort. There's comfort in knowing what you're doing, how you're doing it. Granted, we can't control the market, but we can control how we respond and react to it. But these legal issues are a little more out of our control, right? But you can also control how you respond and react to it. And out of every down market, out of every negative thing that happens, there's always opportunity, always. So if you're serious about the industry, if you really want to be your best self and represent your customers in the best way possible, you'll use all of this as an opportunity to get better, You know, focus more on your education. Know the area that you're selling like the back of your hand. Spend whatever downtime you have right now. If the market's a little quiet, go look at everything on the market. Go check it all out. See where, you know, see where the values are. A really deep dive because your value going forward is going to be in your knowledge you know, and it's such an old saying, knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. How many times have we heard that? But going forward, that's going to be where your value is. A buyer is going to want to work with you because you have knowledge that nobody else does. You know where 
you know, potential friends of theirs or children the same age as theirs or, you know, may live a couple doors down. You may be the only one that knows, you know, certain nuances about an area or a community because maybe you live there and you know the back end of it. You know, this is now an opportunity to double down on your value whether you know what it is right now or not, or you create your value, and then you go out and just go nuts, filling that value cup so that when and if the industry, probably more when, when things change, you're going to be able to roll off the tip of your tongue why Mr. and Mrs. Buyer needs to work with you over and above everyone else. Value. Yeah. 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 You know, as you were you were talking there, it brought, it just flashed back in my mind what you and your team did during the pandemic, which yes. early on, that was a major issue mm-hmm. for a lot of agents. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of heartache and no one knew what to do. And and you all just like said, we're going to do something completely different. Yep. We're going to do this yep. and yep. created created these amazing pieces of, 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 of marketing assets, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. just things that made it easier for people to get through it. Right? Yeah. Well, and honestly, I, if I looking back on the almost 11 years of the company and 21 years I've been in the industry, that is the period of time that I am most proud of in regard to us as a company and what we did and accomplished because we immediately flipped the switch and made it about our customers. How can we bring a smile to their day? How can we get them to do something and be active in a way, you know, either themselves or their families and, you know, not pushing real estate, but instead pushing feel good, pushing the heart, you know, we care about you. We care about your family. You know, we care about your home base and we're here for not just to list and sell your property. We're here because we care. So in flipping that switch, you know, uh, and and really plotting and planning accordingly, we were able to implement things that I know nobody else was doing. So so that was great. And then when we came out of COVID, I mean, it was a blessing beyond blessings because, you know, as all of us went through it, the lockdown happened for us in March. It happened to be on my 50th birthday that we got locked down. So I had planned a fun little anti-birthday party. I was having a 50th birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) Just just a total, I'm not going to act like an adult, (laughs) but we had to cancel it. And we locked down that day. But instead of, you know, kind of harboring on that, we just shifted that energy elsewhere. And, but for us to lock down in March, as you know, Bill, you're in Florida, you know, that's our season. Our season in Florida is January 1 to Easter month, end of Easter month, whenever it may fall. And that's our main season. We kind of have a preseason and a postseason, but that's the that's the holy grail. And it would equate out to as if Macy's, if Macy's were to be shut down for Christmas, you know, <laughs> that's when you know all their revenue comes in. That's their biggest promotion. It was the same thing for us and everyone in our area, you know. All of our revenue was gone, the main revenue for the year. So it was hard to feel optimistic, but boy, you know, flipping the switch and doing what we did, we came out of it just guns blazing and did not anticipate it. It was a blessing. It's still 
I'll use the word paying off today. There are still yeah. people that you've created these long-term relationships with because of the way you did everything you could to to uh, you know ease their pain, you know, yeah. whatever that whatever that was. Yeah. yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. 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 Tiffany, one question I ask every guest on the Shortcut Sessions is, since the last time we talked on the podcast, right? Since the last time from that, between that that five and a half year period, what's something you're super proud of professionally, personally? What's what's a big thing that's happening in your life? (laughs) Well, um, there are actually a few things, but the number one thing that I'm going to say is not a thing. But what I'm most proud of is the strength that I've gained from when we last spoke to where I am today. And, you know, it's interesting because when I think back, even when we spoke, you know, I felt confident in that stance back then, you know, but I realize now looking back on it, who knew, you know, there was going to be so many more things that came to pass, massive hurricane, you know, uh, Oh, just a, several different things. And I look back on it and I'm most proud of right now, my strength and resilience. Never say die. I was absolutely determined that despite or in spite of what was going on in the market or in the world or, you know, with mother nature, <laughs> I was still going to walk in every day into that back door with my head held high and lead the way and not let anyone know whatever struggles I had or whatever was happening, I was always going to try to be my best self. Tiffany, that that leads me directly to where I would like to focus the rest of this episode on. And that okay. is that you have something really big happening in the next, we're recording this on January 4th. And I think on January 22nd, there's something really cool happening. Can you share what's happening on that day? Yes, yes. And I understand that 22 is my lucky number. So I don't know if it was, mm-hmm. you know, a magical little twist that it fell on the 22nd. But actually on January 22nd, I've been blessed and lucky enough over the last year and a half to be working on and collaborating with a gentleman by the name of Bruce Littlefield. He is this incredible writer who I was connected to through my mentor, Barbara Corcoran, and he had written her book, amongst many others, his gifted self. But we, for the last year and a half, have been working on this book, and it releases on January 22nd, and we're doing kind of a launch party at Tiffany's in New York City. Nice. Nice. <laughs> a couple of questions yes. that just popped in my mind right away. I'm going to assume the color red is prominent <laughs> on the cover of the book. How, am I right? You're such a good guesser. <laughs> wow, thank you. Well, you know, the, the one of the main things about branding, right, is you pick a color <laughs> and you stick with it. <laughs> Whether it's a color, a font, whatever it is, you know, when you get to be known for something, you, you have to stick with it. That's part of your brand. So absolutely, it's red. Nice. Well, let's give the, <laughs> let's give the listeners the, uh, the title of the book and then really what, why you wanted to share this with the world. 
Yeah, well, it's been probably the most special project I've ever worked on in my life. And you want to talk about a labor of love. And I recognize, well, first of all, I'll say the title of the book is called To the Nth Degree, I-N-T-H, To the Nth Degree, How to Stand Out by Going All In. And it's broken down into seven what we call keys. And each key starts with the word in. So it's intrepidness, invigoration, intention, inspiration, ingenuity, incentive, and influence. And those are actually kind of the breakdown of how I've done everything that I've done over all these years, whether it's has to do with, you know, building the business or just overcoming things in life, it's all fallen on those seven keys. So what I learned during COVID lockdown is I was getting so many direct messages from people, you know, saying, which was overwhelming, saying, how are you staying positive? You know, because I always post positive things on social media and I do it with intention. And I've been doing it for 12 years, 13 years now, every morning. And I, I miss a few here and there, but pretty much every morning. And when I post things, it's typically something that I likely need to hear myself or, you know, maybe something that I know somebody else is going through, whatever it would be. But in all this outreach, I realized, you know, there's an issue here. There's an issue in terms of perception, you know, obviously what people see on social media or what they perceive you to be is one thing, you know, entirely different than the reality. And I realized that people were searching for hope. And, you know, every day I listen to all these inspirational videos, audios, you know, books, seminars, masterclasses, whatever it is, every day I force myself to listen to at least one, usually three, four, five, six, depending on my drive time and what have you. And I realized that, you know, there was a little bit of a void there and the void could be filled with, although a lot of the principles are the same in you know, motivating yourself and inspiration and, and you know, where to garner strength to overcome. But my story is a little unique. So I thought if I can share my story incredibly vulnerably, if I could share my story and it helps someone or a few people, <laughs> then my goodness, it would be so worth it to me. And I have to tell you that it was the most intense probably year and a half the, of writing the book. It was like a condensed therapy session. And, you know, we would get done and it was just rehashing, you know, so much all at one time, you know, you think about it. We've all had our stuff, right? We've we've all gone through so much over our lives, but try to take every ounce of that and condense it <laughs> within a year and then trying to pluck out, you know, what things are going to fit for this piece and this book and what's going to be most effective. So there's probably enough content for, you know, two or three more books, quite honestly. But for this book, very proud of the things that I'm sharing those vulnerabilities and hoping that the conversion will be whoever's listening to it via audio or reading about it, that they're going to walk away with just a little bit of hope. 
That's all. Well, well, I had the honor <laughs> of obtaining an early copy of the book. <laughs> and so I, I it I started it about 10 in the morning and I finished it that same day. I could not put it down. Wow. Now, and when you want to talk about being vulnerable and on the flip side of that, incredibly resilient, the storytelling in this book is out of this world. It's amazing, right? And it's it's times tough, at other times incredibly uplifting. I mean, there's this, you run the gamut of, as a, as a reader, yeah. as someone who knows a little bit about you, mm -hmm. I, I know some parts of some of the stories, sure. but this was a whole different level for me, right? Very deep, very yeah. involved. Uh, it's it's yeah. fantastic. And I, of all the things that, when I think of Tiffany McQuaid, the first thing I say to everyone I know, and I'm gonna, you're really going to be mad at me for this, but uh. you are the most authentic, sweetest, nicest person I've ever met in the real estate world. Oh. And, and in your book, you mention that sometimes people have try to find fault with that. Yes. Does that make sense, right? Or yes. they go, that can't be really who she is. Yeah. That, oh, or, absolutely. She's it's just a ship, right? Mm -hmm. You you talk about that and 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 I never felt that way. I've always felt, you know, you're just incredibly honest person. And part of that is and, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. The email you sent back to me when I asked you to do this episode, mm -hmm. the first sentence in that was all about, oh my gosh, Bill, I'm so happy to be talking to you. And you, you put me in this place. You made me smile. Yeah. You made me kind of go, wow. And then I realized I don't have that sort of intensity. I don't have that that power. Fortunately, I just finished a book that's going to help me be better <laughs> at trying to get other people to have that feeling and that smile, right? Uh -huh. But I, I just want to first just talk about that for a little bit. You know, one, sure. like, one of the, my favorite keys was invigorating, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. and, and the power of the smile, you know? Yeah. So if you if you don't, I don't want to go too deep in yeah. the book, but let's just kind of chat about that for a little sure, bit. Sure, sure. Well, here's what I think I've learned. Well, number one, I think honestly, I've been blessed with this <laughs> mouthful of teeth to utilize, you know, to bring a smile to other people's days. You know, I, I learned at a very young age that my mom always said that my smile brought her joy. So I would always use it to just give her <laughs> that little bit of a bright spot. So I've yeah. continued that on, you know, in life. And I think probably one of the things that we overlook so much is when things happen to us, we have a choice whether we decide to make it part of our story that's you know of things that have happened to us or if we choose to incorporate it into our life and i've chosen not to incorporate it into my life but instead realize that i don't ever want intentionally to have anyone feel the kind of pain i have felt so with that said I just, I just want to bring joy. That's it. And yeah. that's part of the book that is hard because people do misconstrue that. You know, they, <laughs> they can think of that as being fake or inauthentic when in fact it's quite the opposite. It's 
everything that I do, I'm doing with pure heart and pure intention. And, you know, we're, we're in a society where people sometimes don't know how to receive that or they're not prepared to receive that. So their natural gut reaction and that reception is to say, oh, who does she think she is? Or, you know, or shut it down as being inauthentic. But I'm here to tell you, it's totally the opposite. <laughs> I remember I'm putting it on record, I, Bill, first, on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I remember first meeting you in an elevator. <laughs> right. I was doing something I was at Inman. At Inman, yes. It, it was I went, Oh, you're Tiffany. I go, I'm going to be coming by your office with a sales exec from a title company uh-huh. way back in the day. Probably the worst thing you would ever want to hear in an elevator <laughs> at Inman is at someone from a title company <laughs> coming to visit you. Yeah. But you were incredibly nice. He goes, oh my gosh, that's right. Oh, I can't wait. And it was just so uplifting. And it was just put me in this other space, this other place. And, and now I know after after reading the nth degree that 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 you could have been in a, a, a really tough place in your life up. Uh, Personally, professionally, mm-hmm. wherever that was, yeah. that was going to be who you were. I think that's incredibly powerful. I think it's, 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 it's for me, it's a massive takeaway from the book. Mm-hmm. Right? There's so, so many people want to just curl up in a ball and just yeah. be something else instead of just going, no, it's time. This is the time to push through this. This is the time yeah. to not let my team or a partner or whoever yeah. – down. Yeah. I'm going to be there for him. That's yeah. just amazing. So, well, I will thank you for that. You know, I think that I've had enough failures in my life <laughs> that resiliency has kind of become and determination have become my yeah. middle names. With that in mind, I kind of embrace fear and failure as. I, I kind of get excited about it now because I realize that on the other side of that is always just this rainbow of opportunity. And it's just, you got to get through it and you got to get up the next day. So I, I have some practices that I do for myself, you know, to kind of push through it. But you said something that I, I just kind of want to point out, which I think is rather ironic. <laughs> Actually, today, on this very day, um, Inman News had posted this morning their person of the year. And in case you caught it, and, you know, I always read all the real estate news every morning. I'll scan, you know, through it. But I'll tell you what, today I stopped in my, I just completely stopped my scroll and sat in just a moment of pride. And that was because the person of the year today was all the small independent brokerages. That's who they chose to elevate as the person or persons, you know, of the year. And quite honestly, I think my heart just swelled because, you know, the independents, the small guys, Although, you know, some of us are on kind of mid-size, but that represents 52% of all the brokerages at NAR, 52%. And when you really think about that, it's just, you know, small business representing the majority of the country. You know, it's kind of that same dynamic. And, you know, as all these things are evolving and you see the big guys going through the lawsuits and all these things, <laughs> it's relatable and you know it's going to impact you. But on the flip side, we're handling a lot, you know, as well. And as they referenced a, you know, kind of David and Goliath type issues, which, you know, we do. But it was so exciting to me to see 
the the smaller brokerages get acknowledged because you know we're all doing our best and we're doing our best for our people and for our communities and we're staying hyper focused and hyper local and hyper involved in our team's success and most importantly the customers that we represent and so that that was a pretty powerful thing to me today. It was a great way to start the day, I have to tell you. You're always finding those moments, right? I love <laughs> it. Yeah, something that to, to make it easier to walk through that door. I'm going to stop going so deep. I'm going to go a little lighter here. <laughs> but you talk about shiny pennies. And mm -hmm. I think that's a really cool piece of that. And I want to know... Definitely. Is that how Penny got her name? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> yes. So Penny, my little long-haired dachshund, she is she she is unlike any dog I've ever had before. I have to tell you, this dog is a human in a little wiener dog body. But the super cool thing about Penny when I got her is number one, she's the color of she's copper. So she looks like a penny. But my entire mm -hmm. career, that's all I have focused in on are the shiny pennies. So, and I look at it, what's the top five shiny pennies for anything I'm doing? Whether it's, what, what are the top five things, the top five shiny pennies of what we're doing as a brokerage when I list a property? What are the five standout features shiny pennies, you know, and that's what I use. Those five things are what I use then to highlight and ultimately sell the property. You know, what are the five shiny pennies of an area of a person, you know, whatever that would be. And it can be used in so many different platforms. And the minute that you kind of zero in on those, it helps you focus in on, you know, we always talk about them. 80-20 rule, especially in our industry. You know, 20% of the agents do 80% of the work, right? We hear that all the time. That rule can be applied to everything. I just cleaned out my closet after the first of the year. And, you know, 80% of the things in your closet you don't wear, right? You zero in on the 20%. But the most important thing is in relationships and, you know, what you're doing when you're working with clients and what have you that... We, we tend to focus in on sometimes at the start, we're looking at the 80%. Everything's so great. Everything's roses, you know, whether it's a start of a relationship with a personal one or a professional one, people that you work with, you're seeing the 80%. It's all great. It's great. It's great. It's great, right? That's the five shiny pennies. But then at some point, the switch flips and people tend to start to look at the dirty pennies, you know, the ones that have lost their copper shine. And that's the 20%. And all of a sudden now, they're zeroed in on the 20% of things that annoy them, right? <laughs> or that mm. maybe are not so shiny. <laughs> and, you know, that's when it's very easy then to flip the switch back and say, I'm going to focus on those five amazing shiny pennies again, because that's representing the essentially the 80%. And, you know, I've used it so much over the years. It's insane, but it's been a great, powerful tool. I I, I don't want to go into the book very much, but there's just a couple more things and then we'll sure. wrap this up. Field high school. <laughs> you were a field falcon cheerleader. <laughs> oh no. Tiffany. Yes. I read this in the book. Yes. And 
I need to hear. I'm not going to make you tap dance. I, I've seen that already. I want, but I, I want to hear the cheer that that you that you talked about. Yeah. Well, leave it, leave it to you to uh, <laughs> to get me to do it. Well, you know, I mean, anybody who is a cheerleader out there that's listening to this, you know, there's certain cheers that are pretty constant across <laughs> every high school, right? So I'm sure that this sure. is one of them that everybody has done. But I use this in my head. This is so funny. When I'm getting ready to go speak on stage, I do this to myself before our team meetings that we have each month. You know, anytime I'm about to go on or you know, do something. I did not do it before I talked to you today because I'm a little more comfortable talking to you. But okay. it's my own like little internal cheer, but I will do it externally for you. Are you ready? Okay. Yep, so, I'm ready. <laughs> are you going to join me? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in my head, so imagine in my head, I'm saying, L-E-T-S-G-O, let's go, let's go. L-E-T-S-G-O, let's go. Right now, of course, when you're cheering, you're yelling, but I'm not going to yell into the microphone here today. But, you know, usually in true cheerleader fashion, you know, you'd be projecting a little more. But you did have a move of the hand. There was a pom pom motion. Yes, yes. I'm doing the clapping while I'm (laughs) while we're talking, you know, the full effect, Bill, (laughs) the full effect. I love it. (laughs) Tiffany, there was one other thing that just really just bolted out at me was this. I don't know if it's a slogan or a logo or a phrase that your mom used for you (laughs) when you were doing some things in real estate, even though she wasn't in real estate, she was in an entirely different world where you, and the phrase is go big or go classified. Yes. And it's hilarious. It's, 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 it's funny, but it's also super powerful at the same time. Yeah. Well, when I was starting in real estate and she was a big newspaper executive with a big national conglomerate. And so she had access to research that, of course, I did not have. And when I got into the industry, she kind of pulled me aside and said, I'm going to tell you something. All your advertising that you do, go big or go classified. And this was obviously back when newspapers were still a thing. So I did. I immediately signed a contract with our with Naples Daily News here. And I was spending an exorbitant amount of money because I was running full page, full color ads on the back of the main section or entertainment. It would, you know, kind of jockey week to week, but I would run on Saturdays because I never wanted to blend into the real estate ads of Sunday. So I would run large display ads on Saturdays and then I would run my classified ads with a spot of color every Sunday that would support my open house info. And, you know, she gave me so many amazing gifts over the years, but that was one from an industry and business perspective that paid off hugely. So good old mom for the win there. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I love that story. Well, then there's, look, there's a lot more in the book, a lot of really cool insights, just amazing tips those nuggets that people are looking for. I know I pulled away a lot of things that I have to do better and that I want to do better now after reading Uh it. So thank you for that. 
Tiffany, first of all, if somebody's interested in getting the book, yeah. my guess is there's lots of different ways. What's the best way for them to find it now? Well, so as it's starting to circulate now, it's on barnesandnoble.com, booksamillion, walmart.com, Amazon, of course. So, but probably the easiest way is to go to my website at tiffanymcquade.com and all the links are on there and they'll keep getting added as it evolves. And I would be completely remiss if I didn't bring up the fact that reviews are really important in the world of real estate. <laughs> Did you know that? They're important in the entire world. Yes, so yes. Like if you do happen to pick up that book and you're, maybe you go through Amazon, those Amazon reviews are very powerful, very important. Yeah. I know. Look, there are a lot of people who are going to be leaving raving reviews about to the nth degree. And I look, I think it's fantastic. If If someone wants to reach out to you, because I know that you might have reached out to an author in the past. If someone wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to do that? <laughs> the best way to do that is to email me at tiffany at mcquadeco, M-C-Q-U-A-I-D-C-O dot com. <laughs> tiffany, I'll put all this stuff in the show notes so people can find it online if they need it. Wonderful. This has been fantastic. I mean, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for ignoring my technical <laughs> um, issues at the beginning. And uh, I can't wait to hopefully see you in New York. Or if not, I'll definitely be heading down to Naples sometime in the next few months. Well, I look forward to it. Thank you so much, Bill. Thank you for listening to The Real Estate Sessions. Please head over to ratethispodcast.com forward slash RE Sessions to leave a review or a rating and subscribe to The Real Estate Sessions podcast at your favorite podcast listening app.